guys, this is very exciting. Very exciting day. Uh, whew, how do I start this off? Should I do the whole like tap tap? Is this thing on? I feel like that's how I should start it. That's how I should kick it off. Hi guys, I'm Katie. And this is my podcast. It is called Thick and Thin, and I'm going to get to the reasoning behind the name in just a second, but before I get into that, I kind of feel like it's necessary for me to introduce myself because, I mean, by the off chance that you guys don't know who I am, most of you guys probably do because if you heard about this podcast, it's probably from one of my various social media outlets, but if you for some reason do not know who I am, my name is Katie. I am, I guess you can call me a digital content creator. I've been making videos and pictures and writing blog posts and all sorts of digital content since basically the beginning of time, aka 2009. That was when I first created my YouTube channel. I was 14. I had absolutely no right to be creating videos or anything of that nature. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and tell everyone how to live their lives. And, you know, there's been, there's been a tongue tied. Okay. I guess that kind of like leads me to my Second point is that I'm not editing this podcast, so every little tongue tie, like you just heard five seconds ago, and every every little mishap, every little brain fart, it's all going to be documented on the podcast. No cuts, no edits, aside from the intro and the occasional sound effect that I feel is necessary sometimes. But yeah, so I've been making videos since I was 14. I've been making blog posts since about a year and a half ago. And I plan on kind of, you know, bringing all of that into this podcast, kind of wrapping it all up into a sloppy little package with a nice red bow on it. And, you know, here you go. That's that's the Thick and Thin podcast. And I guess I'll kind of go into the reason behind the name. So the name is Thick and Thin. I cannot tell you guys how long it took me to come up with this and just a name in general. I've been really brainstorming this podcast for the last, like, three or four weeks. I've been really, really into podcasts ever since moving to the city because I've had a lot of time, you know, on the subway or walking or sitting in my in my office where I'm like, I need something to listen to while I, you know, get from point A to point B or just, you know, need something to listen to. And it's not music. So, you know, obviously that's what a podcast is. Duh, Katie. Anyway, but yeah, so Thick and Thin kind of came out of my general I had no idea what to call it and I was like you know what I'm gonna be talking about good things bad things you know the good the bad and the ugly of life and you know through life you you know you do things that you don't want to do you do things that you want to do you do it all you know through thick and thin you know things go poorly things go great things that you're you think are gonna go great go poorly and all of the above and I feel like you know Thick and Thin kind of describes this podcast perfectly because I'll be talking about, you know, the fun things and the not so fun things, you know, you getting dumped or you getting a promotion, you know, those those sort of extremes I'll be talking about on this podcast. And this is going to be one of those podcasts where it's kind of hard for me to nail it down as being like, this is what it's about, because I'm going to basically live my life. You know, Katie lives her life and then plugs in her microphone and talks about it. And it's going to be very organic. I'm going to bring some special guests on here and just really talk about my life in explicit detail, probably more explicit of detail than I should be sharing. And, you know, as my mother, my mother always says, you know, don't make friends on the Internet, but look where it got me, guys. (laughs) I am making a podcast now. So, 
yeah um that's kind of the intro I guess I mean I'm 22 years old I just moved to New York City two months ago to start or work at a social media company or wow that was incorrect I'm working at a company and doing social media I'm a social media coordinator but I'm also an influencer if you would call it that I hate calling myself an influencer but at this point it's like what do you call yourself I guess when you're in my shoes I make content online and I love the online space. I love social media, but there are times obviously where it backfires and social media can be unhealthy and whatnot, but I really do have a passion for creating things and sharing them. And so hence, you know, this new medium that I am entering podcasting and I'm going to do more of it, I guess. So that's what I do. I'm in the city. I just got my first apartment. I'm living alone. I'm navigating the New York City scene, getting lost like every five seconds. You guys know the deal. If you are a New Yorker or lived in New York, I feel like you can't call yourself a New Yorker until you've been here about 10 years. At least that's what Carrie Bradshaw says. And you guys will know. I actually, I really do trust Carrie's uh, opinion on life. Although I don't agree with the show as much because it really just is not accurate whatsoever. But I do agree with a lot of the things that Carrie says. And I will continue to watch Sex and the City even though it is completely unfeasible that Carrie was a writer and lived in such an interesting, beautiful brownstone in a great part of town and took cabs everywhere she went and bought Louboutins and yeah. Okay, anyway, besides the fact that Sex in the City is not realistic, I really do agree with a lot of the mantras, and one being that you aren't considered a New Yorker until you've lived here for 10 years or were born here, that sort of thing. So, but if you are living in New York or living in a city, you guys know how it can be a little bit daunting at first. You know, there's a lot of new things going on, and I'm constantly feeling very stupid, like, all the time. I'm like, it's like the type of thing where you're like, you see a door that says pull and you push it. And that's like me, my life right now. It's my life in a mon- in a in a nutshell. Um, and I come home from work and I'm like dripping in sweat and exhausted and it's so freaking hot here. And you know what? New York is a really glamorous place. I actually love it at night. I love it at night. But I wouldn't say it's glamorous at all points of the day. Um, especially when it's this freaking hot. But yeah, so that's kind of like a little intro to my life here in New York a lot of this podcast is going to have to do with New York City I like to think it's going to be like love life in New York City and that's what this podcast is about you know the millennial musings of yours truly plus her friends because if you are friends with me you you are not safe I will be talking about you in great detail on this on this podcast I'm I'm very big on being like oh one of my friends said this so Yeah, I'm going to bring in a lot of outside opinions and things. It's not just going to be me sitting here all the time talking to you guys because I'm sure it's going to get boring at at some point. But yeah, so this podcast, we are getting it started today with episode one. I can't tell you honestly how long this is going to be. I would assume probably about a half hour or so because that's kind of when when my attention span starts to go. So (laughs) if I made it any longer than that, guys, I don't even know what would be coming out of my mouth, but... Yeah, I'm just going to talk about various subjects, and if you guys want to reach out and request any specific topics or any specific guests, please do so. You can reach out to me on Instagram, it's hello, K-A-T-Y-X-O, or on Twitter, hello, Katie, K-A-T-Y. Again, I I always feel the need to spell out my name because it's it's a different one. I'm not one of the K-A-T-I-E's of the world. Um, Nothing against you if you are one of those, but yeah, I feel like K-A-T-Y's, we're a, a rare breed. 
and we need to embrace it. So, you know, even at a young age, I was like, oh, my name is Katie, K-A-T-Y. <laughs> Katie with a Y. Like, I would always spell it out because it was, like, very, very, uh, like, a slap in the face when someone spelled my name wrong. Yeah, so that was a tangent. I'm going to get into a lot of little tangents here, and, you know, I, I tend to do that. I am one of those girls that, you know, we get a bad rap of being like, oh, a girl can never tell a story without telling 17 mini stories in one story. But I'm definitely guilty of that. I will be the first to admit that I'm very guilty of that. So, yeah, you know, the more the merrier. The more stories, the merrier, I feel. I love storytelling podcasts, and so I plan on telling a lot of stories within my podcasts. Um, and today I actually have a little one for you guys that's coming up soon. Um, but I did – I whoa, I keep – I'm just causing issues. Anyway, my watch keeps banging on things. Um, yeah, so in podcasts I really like when there's, you know, not insane structure but also like a little bit of structure. So in the beginning, you know, I'm going to start out by like, you know, reflecting on my life, telling a story, and then probably towards the end I'll answer your questions I don't have any prepared now, but now that you guys know that I'm doing this, you guys can submit things. You'd be like, you know, Katie, answer this on your podcast. And I won't include any names or anything or expose anyone on here that doesn't want to be exposed. If you want to be exposed, you know, go for it. Give me your full first, last name, social security number. Just kidding. Don't do that. Please don't do that. That's not not good. But yeah, so that's basically the structure. And, you know, eventually I'll have guests once I get another microphone from Amazon. I'm currently using this microphone that I like Amazon primed like it, it probably should not work this well it's not very expensive but it works amazingly and I can't wait for my friends to come over and like try to mess with it I should probably hide it but yeah so we're 10 minutes in now I feel like it's about time that I should probably launch into the subject of today's podcast which I, I honestly don't really know what that is I kind of just started that that sen- uh, sentence hoping that something would kick in in my brain but nothing has so I'm really just going to talk about the reason why I'm making a podcast kind of aside from what I've already said but a little bit deeper of a reason and it kind of all goes back to this time last year in college and I'm going to be talking about college a lot on this podcast simply because most of my followers are college aged between 18 and 22. Um, I found that out from an Instagram poll. Most of you guys said you are college aged which is so exciting because I'm having severe FOMO right now. Today is actually Elon move-in day. So my alma mater, I guess I can say that now. Wow, that's cool. Alma mater. I have an alma mater. Look at me. I just graduated in May from Elon University in North Carolina. All my fellow Phoenix, 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 is that the plural? I should know this. I went there. Yeah. All my fellow Phoenix, put your hands up. You know, I, I loved school. I loved college. I loved every second of it. And, you know, I obviously, you know, when you like look back on something and you only really remember the good parts, like that's how I am with college, especially today when I'm like getting sad that I'm not going back. I only in my head reflect on like, oh, all the good parts. But then I kind of forget there were moments where I was like very, very upset in college and very sad, you know, and not to say it was the majority of the time. It was definitely the minority of the time. But yeah, there were moments where I was like, this college thing is hard. And so in this podcast, I will be touching a lot on college and I'll be bringing in my, you know, college friends and we're going to reflect on things in times where college wasn't so glamorous because I feel like a lot of times, especially when you are, well, an incoming freshman, you really, you, you see all these videos, you see Greek, the TV shows, the movies, and you're like, oh, college is going to be exactly like this. Or some people even think college is going to be like high school, but you don't live with your parents and you know you kind of have more freedom and you drink more 
but truth be told, it's a lot different than I ever imagined it to be. And I guess that's partially due to the fact that I'm the oldest. I have a younger sister who just started at South Carolina. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the oldest. So I had nothing to really compare it to aside from some babysitters showing me Greek growing up, that TV show. Um, but that was really it. So when I came into school, I didn't even know if I wanted to rush. I was like terrified of being hazed and like, you know, whatnot. But the really cool part about my college adventure in particular was the fact that I was a blogger while I was in college, or I guess you can call it, I like calling it my uh, being a blogger. I like blogger better than influencer because I feel like influencer is so cocky. So I'm going to, you know, continually call myself a blogger, but I was kind of like a multifaceted, like a multi-platform creator. Um, creator is a good one, actually. I can use that. So I was making videos and Instagram posts and towards the end blog posts all throughout college, which was awesome for many reasons. Number one, it was great that I was making money because when you're in college, like, guys, you become broke very fast, especially if you have, like, a summer job and you save up and then, like, you just fly through the money. You have no idea how many little expenses there are. I paid my own sorority dues. You know, I paid for groceries a lot of the time. Like, I was very, very, you know, I I hate asking my parents for things. Like, it, it genuinely brings me, like, pain having to, like, ask anyone for anything including my parents like asking people for help is like not my my strong suit I don't know if you guys can hear this siren in the background but like classic New York City like just noises can you hear that oh my god I like need to pause I need to take a pause there okay anyway so where was I going with that it's expensive oh yeah yeah making a little bit of money was great that definitely wasn't obviously the reason why I was doing it because that's like ridiculous I cannot believe anyone actually does that but it was cool making some money on the side and really working with some cool companies and you know I'm not going to sugarcoat it that was great you know I'm not gonna be one of those people that's like I don't you know I'm not even gonna talk about the money but like no I'm, I'm gonna be very raw and real on this channel and so that was that was part of it definitely but the bigger bigger piece of the reason why it was great that I did that was because now I get to look back and it's like a virtual scrapbook of every big moment in my life I have it saved you know, in video form. My move-in day, I literally watched it this morning and I was like tearing up watching it. I, I literally have that documented on YouTube and I got to, you know, not only it's it's great for me to have, but it's also great for people that, you know, want to get just like a glimpse of what it's like and also people that are going through it now and want to be like, okay, how did Katie do this or whatever. Like maybe not me in particular, but just anyone. You know, YouTube's a really special place and I will always think of it that way. But yeah, so that was really cool. But I mean, at the same time, with all those great things comes, you know, there's always a catch. And, you know, for the first couple of years, I'm going to say probably the first year and a half, I was not, okay, I was like very severely bullied for my YouTube channel and whatnot in high school. And I will say college was a lot different. Like I came in and I, I, I was like really expecting, kind of bracing myself for the criticism, like the insane criticism I got in high school, like people being brutally rude and mean to me. And I didn't get that, at least right away. I, I didn't get it, honestly, at all to the extent that I did in high school. I was definitely not, like, bullied or, like, people weren't writing me notes and putting them in my car windshield wipers, which actually did happen in high school. Um, but, yeah, in college it was more like people would just kind of whisper about me. And I'm like, I don't know if this is good or bad. Like, I don't know if they're saying good things or bad things. But people, like, before I even met them would be like, yeah, I've heard about you. And I was like, oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And this, guys, this is really just because I was creating, like, very, very classic YouTube content, like, what's in my bag. I wasn't even doing any, like, really exposing videos yet, like, where I was very, very, you know, honest. 
I didn't do that until like probably late sophomore year, junior year, senior year and on. So people were just strictly like just I guess curious and then they just kind of you know things happened and people just referred to me as YouTube Katie all the time which definitely rubbed me a little bit the wrong way but I was also like okay well this is a big part of me I guess it's kind of understandable that people would call me that none of my like close friends would but like other people especially guys um but yeah so that's where it kind of all began and you know sophomore year was fine junior year is when I actually I think that's when I started my blog yeah junior year is when I started my blog and that that was really cool because I don't know if you guys read my blog it's the katieproject.com and I Initially, when I came into college, I thought I was going to be a journalism major, so it was really, really cool that I got back into writing junior year and started writing my blog posts, and I genuinely don't really know what inspired me to do it. I guess it was kind of, you know, the idea that, like, a lot of people watch my YouTube videos at school, but maybe not as many would read my blog, and so I was like, maybe I can kind of, like, kind of hide behind my words a little bit more and really, really get very honest, and I don't know what it was, but I I soon just became very, very honest, very, very fast on my blog. And I started opening up about topics that I never even like really thought about, let alone thought to write about. So honestly, it was a really, really good move for me to make my blog. And ultimately, that's kind of what inspired me to create this podcast because, you know, just having more mediums, more ways of expressing yourself, you know, once you pick, you know, try all those things, you kind of pick one that you're like, okay, this is the one that, that I'm best at. Um, and you know, YouTube videos are great, but sometimes there's going to be days when I come home and I'm like really gross, don't feel like being in front of a camera, you know, don't have the energy or maybe the lighting is horrible outside because it's dark when I get home from work, you know, X, Y, and Z making a podcast and writing blog posts is a lot easier just in general. And I don't have to stress about like the superficial elements and I can just really get raw. So that, that's the reason why I made this podcast initially. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's a little bit of background of like, how I got into this um and my blog was like a really awesome outlet I I mentioned that I got very very raw on it very very fast um and obviously there were some reactions to that I created this one blog post in particular that people it it kind of became a little bit famous I don't want to say like famous as in like you know Cardi B or anything of that nature but it was like kind of famous on my campus in the sense that people were asking me left and right who it was about. And I felt kind of like Taylor Swift or like, you know, any artist that writes a song that's kind of like subliminally talking about someone from their past. And I didn't even like think, I thought I was really, really vague enough that like no one could tell that it was like A, recent and B, about a particular person. But people had so many theories about who it was about. And, you know, obviously my close friends like knew and honestly a lot of my close friends don't even read my blog because like, I just feel like they're with me enough that they don't need to read my blog. I keep hitting my watch on my computer. I'm really sorry about the little like background noises that are happening. But yeah, so I wrote this blog post and it was called Almost Lovers. And it was a hit, like a hit with people as in like it really, really spoke to a lot of people online and in my student body, like at school. People were Facebook messaging me that I'd never spoken to before and girls and other sororities that I thought hated my guts were reaching out to tell me that it really spoke to them. And, you know, I with my YouTube videos, I also kind of felt that way to some extent. Like some people would be like, wow, this really spoke to me, whatever. But for some reason, because I had really bottled up this feeling for so long that I wrote about in this blog post and people were finally being like, wow, like this really speaks to me. It kind of gave me this newfound confidence with the whole thing and I really was like I was 
very energized to create more content and more content. And I kept getting deeper and deeper and more intimate and more, you know, detailed about it. And so that, that was a really cool feeling. And I guess, I guess honestly, I can kind of recap that post because a lot of you guys are probably like, what the heck are you talking about? But it was called Almost Lovers or Almost Lover. Yeah, Almost Lovers, plural. Um, and I wrote it actually um, after I got ghosted by a frat guy. And it, oh God, and it, I will say it wasn't the first time that this had happened and it wasn't the last time. It was kind of one of those middle times that just really had a profound impact on me because I guess, oh my God, this is so classic. Like, I thought he was going to be different, you know? Like I thought, I really did. I really went into this thinking like this guy is so nice and great and like we're very compatible. There's no way this could go wrong, dot, dot, dot. And it did. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to read a little excerpt, actually. I think I have, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out where it kind of starts. I get really deep towards the beginning of some of these posts to the point where I, like, I'm going to cringe reading it out loud. So we're just, we're just going to do it. Um, okay, basically the beginning. I'm, like, recapping this guy, this experience I have with this guy where he basically, like, it was kind of like we were kind of seeing each other. I, I don't want to like say we were dating because we really weren't and I don't want to like, you know, make you guys think that he's a really horrible person because he's not. He's just normal and human and I'm normal and human. Therefore, I had this reaction. And essentially, we'd been like hooking up for a little bit and then I could just kind of feel him losing interest in me. You know, losing interest, not really texting or asking how I've been, not really caring about my day really only reaching out when he was drinking or after and, you know, just little things like that. I kind of just started getting little feelings that I was like, ooh, maybe he's not interested in me anymore. And it was kind of sad. Like, I could just tell. And my friends were constantly asking about him, like, oh, how is so-and-so? And I was like, oh, we're good. Because obviously I didn't want, like, them to think that I was, you know, going to be, like, without a, a guy again because I, I'd been like that half through college already probably, I mean, to the – now looking back at the majority but like you know it's always just fun having someone and being able to tell your friends like oh I'm with this guy or like having people get excited and asking you oh my god how was it how was the date how was this how was whatever and in college there's this like novelty or this like really it's it's really glorified and glammed up to like have a boyfriend especially of the frat boy variety at least at my school, which I feel like Elon, though it is small, there's only 6,000 undergrad that go to my school, it's it's pretty standard, you know, in the sense of, like, southern schools and just, like, schools with a big Greek life population, whatever. So, yeah, I started to feel like this guy was kind of done with me, and then out of thin air, he just ghosted me. Like, you know, you've, you've heard the story. You've heard the ordeal. And I got really upset about it, not only because, like, I really liked this guy, but also because I felt like I was like, wow, this is, like, it's like, an, it's like a, a pattern that I'm, you know, commit, like, a, a pattern of crimes I'm committing. And I really put it all on myself. I was like, this is all on me. Like, I've already experienced this before. How, you know, how did I let myself, how was I stupid enough to let myself fall into this again? Also, you know, I was mad at myself for getting my hopes up and then, also, I was mad at myself for caring so much, you know, about something so stupid. I'm like, Katie, just get over it. He goes to do whatever, move on, stop caring about it. And, you know, I, I think about this all the time because people are constantly not, I wouldn't say criticizing me, but maybe like 
inquiring on my videos and just on my social media platforms like why I talk about the opposite sex so much and why I kind of you know dive into relationship problems in my videos so much and like aren't there better things I could be talking about whatever and I'm a very very firm believer in the idea that if you can't go a day without thinking about something or someone or you are just constantly you know living your daily life and this feeling keeps just popping up and you know distracting you from what's truly important to you and just your day-to-day maybe there's something you should do about it aka maybe you should you know open up and talk to someone about it or figure out what's really bothering you and just really nip it in the bud and not to say it's going to completely go away but at least address it because you know ignoring your problems it's like ignoring to pay a bill or something like ignoring your rent payment you know the the IRS is going to find you is no the IRS is taxes right if you don't pay your taxes the IRS is going to find you you know essentially it's going to catch up to you it's going to catch up to you you got to address your feelings even if it's just within yourself and not necessarily opening up if you're not that kind of person but so that's why I like to talk about these things on the internet because it's good to get them off my chest but it's also good to you know show other people that they are not alone in their struggle because that's half the battle is feeling like you're so alone and you're the only person that's single and struggling and whatever so yeah but I I very naturally felt stupid I felt like history was repeating itself in the worst possible way and I'm like I am hopeless I need to just like hide and put my head in the sand for like several years and get my degree and get out of here and it was just like a really upsetting time in my life and it wasn't just this time it like happened repetitively before this and it I think that's what made it worse and I really beat myself up about it because I really considered you know all of these extinguished flames that I experienced you know to be major losses and waste of time and I was like wow I really like I wasted my time with this guy trying to impress this guy like all the extra minutes I spent doing my hair for this guy you know I I felt like I was like wow I haven't really been very successful with romance and I felt like in that you know because of that I'd lost and I was like just at a disadvantage or whatever and you know to an extent I'll probably also I'll probably always feel that way you know I'll be like oh darn it like another one bites the dust it's my fault you know but this blog post is really liberating because while I also, you know, I did talk about that and I reflected on how stupid I felt for being stupid and, you know, whatever. Um, I also reflected on the fact that almost lovers, they're not complete losses. And although, you know, it doesn't make it less upsetting that they're almost lovers and not full-on lovers that you're, like, dating and whatever, you know, although it's not fully going to, like, you know, make you feel 100% better to know that almost lovers aren't losses it's also very important because from every person that you almost love from every person you meet in this life you know but especially the ones that you share a partial or full romantic connection with you get something from those people and you know maybe it wasn't for you and maybe the guy is an f boy and he doesn't deserve you first of all but you know it just didn't work out and sometimes we need to just accept that you know rather than just like you know really really beating a dead horse with you know going through and being like okay what is wrong with me what is wrong I remember laying in bed at night sometimes in college and being like okay like what is the reason like I'm very very much like I need to know a reason for everything like everything needs to be rooted in something that you know causes something like oh like 
I, I, I'm just I, I can't even like think of like a random example right now but like everything in life like has a reason or has I, I guess in my head I feel like there needs to be a reason for everything like a root cause and a root reason and so I I lay in bed at night you know in college and I'm like okay there's a reason why I'm single like there is a reason why I can't lock down a guy and every guy ghosts me like there's there is a reason and I'm like okay is it my thighs is it maybe I'm too out there maybe it's because of my YouTube channel like maybe not to say that I was gonna like really fix any of these things technically but I was also like okay I need to know why like I need to know why and that's that's really it so you know that that was an insane flaw and I feel like a lot of people are like that so no you're not alone when you feel that way and you know the reason why things like this happen isn't because it's anything that's your fault and it's not like if you get I mean perhaps if you like lose a ton of weight and look awesome or whatever in comparison to how you think you used to look you might get more guys but it's maybe not for the right reasons you know and I'm sick of like thinking that oh if I just change this about myself I'll be more successful with like romance that's so stupid to think about and I like I feel dumb even like saying that online but it it's true like you constantly are looking for a reason for everything boys number one (laughs) girls number one you know depending on your romantic preference I'm I'm down for anything not I'm not no not me personally but I'm down for every every romantic you know whatever okay so I wrote in the blog post, I said, whether they know it or not, each and every almost lover has given me something, a lesson, a song, a boldness, a tenderness. I no longer wish to view these moments spent with these people as lost time. And yeah, I fully stand by that. Even a year later, I remember how I was feeling during this blog post and, you know, this guy had completely ghosted me, but I was still pretty optimistic in the sense that, you know, this guy had taught me there were things I will add that I was like okay I don't really love this about this guy like there's certain little things here and there that I was like oh why is he doing that no 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 thank you and you know he taught me that maybe my next boyfriend you know I don't really want him to be like that and just certain little little things obviously you're not gonna be with like a perfect Adonis is that how you say it a god of a person you know you're not gonna be like with a perfect person but like Granted, there are things that maybe I'm like, okay, maybe because I experienced that with this guy, I don't want it with the next guy. And, you know, also, every person you're with gives you something like, you know, a new perspective on something, a new story you can tell, a new song that you didn't know you liked that you like now, or just an experience, a feeling. And you could never, you know, give that back. And that's never going to leave you. The feeling... Like, for example, I I very, very vividly remember this experience from freshman year. I was with this guy, kind of seeing him for probably, I would say, give or take a month and a half. And I remember the first time we started hanging out, we were in his his room. He was living in in an off-campus house. It wasn't a dorm. And it was after a party, and we were laying in bed, just staring at the ceiling. I remember his room was, like, full of Christmas lights. It was really, really decked out and cool. This guy had, like, tapestries everywhere. Yeah, he was, his room was really cool. He wasn't <laughs> that great, but his room was really cool. And I remember he very classically had a record player in his room, and he put on this record, and it was the head and the heart. And I'd never heard it before, and I was like, wow, this song is great. And now whenever I listen to that song, I think of that moment. And you know what? I can never – that moment's never going to undo itself. Like, that moment is mine. And even though we aren't a thing and I don't even know what the heck he's doing or where he is in the world right now, 
you know, we will never not have that moment. And that's something that, you know, you can't say that something like that is wasted time because I remember how I felt in that moment and I would not trade that feeling. Although we're not together and we never will be together, I don't think. Actually, I don't want to like completely say no to that because, you know, maybe he's changed and become a little bit less bizarre. But, you know, yeah, at the end of the day, your experiences are yours and you, you can't get rid of those. And sometimes you don't want to get rid of those because some of those things, you know, will teach you and just make you a better person. You, you know, I always say, like every person that you, you know, become romantically involved in or involved involved with, you know, is either love or a lesson. And I refuse to look at it any other way. Every person that's come into my life is either is either love or a lesson. They either teach me something or their love. And although I have not been in love yet, which I will openly say 32 minutes into this podcast that I have never been in love um, with anything besides double stuffed pizza from Domino's. Um, just kidding. I, I totally did not want to like throw something cheesy into that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Punny. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I've never been in love and that's okay because although I've never been in love, I, I've, I've given it a chance. I've really given it a shot and I love being able to say that I have because there's so many people that are just so cynical about love and I was listening to this song the other day. I actually went to this awesome little concert a little like performance with Old Dominion in New York here and they sing the song and it's like I'm not gonna sing it I'm, I'm not one of those podcasts I, I also can't sing and I don't want to say that I can but they always say like you gotta love like there's no such thing as a broken heart and it sounds a lot better in the song believe me but essentially you know you got to look in like go into every new experience with a guy or a girl and just you know think about it like it's your first time you know, you, you pull in the really awesome experiences. It's kind of like how when I reflect on college, I only think about the good parts. And a lot of times when you go into a relationship thinking about all the bad parts, it, you know, it kind of makes you feel extremely guarded and extremely just scared. And it just, it really just, you know, takes away the fun and the excitement of going into something new. So I always, this is kind of my way of doing things. Whenever I go into a new relationship, I kind of like think about all the really amazing things I've experienced in past relationships and hope that like, you know, some of that magic can be put into this new thing. And, you know, you got to go into every relationship like there's no such thing as a broken heart and that you haven't been ghosted by all those guys. And you got to go into it not with your guard up entirely. Like, yes, you got to kind of like look out for yourself, obviously, in the little ways that you should look out for yourself. Like, don't get involved with like a stalker or anything crazy. You know, look out for yourself. But also, don't put your, your walls so high. Don't be so guarded, which is so much easier said than done, obviously, especially if you've been really, really hurt before. And I know a lot of friends of mine that have been severely hurt by guys who, you know, have either cheated or completely blindsided them or just, you know, hurt them or knocked them down, made them insecure in some way. First of all, screw those guys. Screw those people that make anyone feel like they're not, you know, able to be loved, that they're not worth being loved because every one of us deserves love and will have love if we let ourselves. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. I just got really angsty there all of a sudden. But, you know, yeah, this blog post was awesome. And, you know, I continued to go into saying – you leave a very small piece of you with everyone that you meet, each and every person that you meet. And, you know, you, I say that, I, I say like a lot of little bite-sized passages in this. I love, you know, the ends of my blog posts because I always kind of just like launch into like little bite-sized phrases that you can kind of keep with you, you know, like put in your pocket for later. 
Um, you are more than just the people, the number of people that you've loved. And I'm sick of, you know, tallying up in my head all the guys I've been with and all the guys that I've failed with and, you know, holding that against me in some way. But, you know, when you go into the relationship where you find the right person, you're not going to, you know, think about all those numbers. You're just going to be like, wow, this is it. And maybe it won't be right at, you know, the first time you meet this guy because, you know, aside from the bachelor or bachelorette, whatever, you know, the first impression rose isn't always the guy you're going to go with. But, you know, don't, don't let it hold you back. Don't let all the almost lovers in your life hold you back. You know, he or she was not just a failed attempt at what you will eventually have with someone else. Every potential relationship is either love or a lesson. And that was like a really, really big step for me to write that blog post. And it was really interesting. I literally like a week later after writing that was cornered at a frat party. Like I was cornered on the porch. I remember it was like a costume party of something. And I was like dressed as Little Red Riding Hood, standing on the porch with my basket and all. And these guys like came up and they're like, Katie, we're not letting you leave this spot until you tell us who this blog post is about. Because I didn't really realize that like every everyone at my school was going to just somehow read this post I guess it kind of got circulated in some way and people were left and right asking me like who is it about and I was like oh I'm not telling you and I was like really elusive about it but I was actually kind of a little bit freaking out at the time because I'm not completely you know indestructible and it was actually pretty soon after this whole thing had gone down so the wounds were a little bit fresh and I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Like, I was, like, very oddly, like, expecting, like, the guy to text me and be like, so I read the article about me. But, like, there I, there wasn't, like, you know, definitive proof that it was about him. So I guess my uh, note to you is if you're going to write a blog post about a guy, be very, very vague but also very specific. Yeah, take from that what you want. But, yeah, I was, like, really proud of myself for that blog post. I, I let myself – beat myself up for so for so long about my inability to lock down a guy and in doing so I completely missed the fact that you know with every guy I've been with I got something out of it and in college you know as I said it's really trendy to be you know dating a frat guy and whatnot but sometimes you know although it doesn't work out you do learn something from it and I got so many good comments on that post and I'm just like reading through being nostalgic. I, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about this because I just remember very, very vividly how I felt throughout college with my my romantic, you know, whatnot, ins and outs. Like I remember very, very also vividly on Halloween sophomore year, um, I, oh God, I just remember this. It was so sad. I was so like just, I was just there's just a point where it gets to be too much sometimes and I remember and it was actually crazy because this had come after me being like a girl boss for a week like I was busting my butt working for the magazine I had flown out to New York to do a shoot actually with L'Oreal this was back in that um, phase when I was really working a lot um, you know sophomore year I was like a total girl boss like I was like leaving all the time doing work for my channel I was on the magazine I was fashion editor I was um, associate or assistant, assistant, yeah, assistant social um, chair for the sorority I was in. I was I was really working my butt off, and I was really really proud of myself. And then it would come down to going to parties, and I would just break down and be so upset with myself over stupid little things like a boy. And I remember being at this pregame at this on campus fraternity house, and I had been, you know, loosely talking to a guy. And I remember him just completely ignoring me at this frat party. Like we were, 
talking all the time via text like and it was the type of experience that's very very typical is like he wanted to be like such a bro with his friends and he didn't want to like show any emotion towards a girl like it wasn't I guess we were sophomores when you're a sophomore you're you're a little bit caught up on like you know recruiting and being like a really cool frat guy and whatnot I guess I I will never understand because I'll never be a sophomore age frat guy but you know we had been texting all the time and then he just flat out ignored me and I I just felt so it was just kind of the final straw I guess because even previous to that like freshman year I dealt with similar situations and I was just like can some guy out there just for once be proud to say that we're together or like can just someone like just show some sort of interest because if not I'm going to literally spontaneously combust so I remember um like walking outside on the porch just like (laughs) kind of dramatically I guess I, I think it was a little more dramatic than I intended but I like stormed out onto the porch of this this frat house and I was like, you know what? This is this is BS. I want to go home. So I did just that. I walked home, and I was wearing my mermaid. I wore I was a mermaid like every year for Halloween. Highly recommend if you're in college to be a mermaid. It's really fun because you can wear like a really um, like comfy bodycon skirt that goes all the way down and and like just a seashell bra. It was so fun. And like I actually had like a pretty decent stomach at that point, so I had like some abs going on. It was great. Anyway, I waddled home in my. <laughs> mermaid costume and I just collapsed on the floor in front of my bed and I just broke down I could not stop crying it was one of those feelings like where you're just so sad and then you kind of forget what you're sad about you're like wait why why am I crying like why I was probably also my period to be honest but I was like in a collapsed heap on the ground and the door bursts open and it's all of my friends and they're like Katie like they they just sat on the floor with me like they literally got on the floor with me and were like we get it they weren't like what's wrong because it's almost like you kind of know what's wrong it's like nothing even too specific it's just like you're so just exasperated I feel like that's the right word to use you're just so done because you just want to get it right you just want to get it right at least once because it's just it's just you're you feel so lonely for so long and you're like okay I'm finally getting it right and it's like you finally kind of are grasping that thing that relationship and then it just goes and slips out of your hands like a bar of wet soap you know and that's how I felt. I just felt very we, it, okay. The best part or the craziest part about this is we weren't even dating. Like we weren't even a thing. We were just almost lovers. And that was what really took it out of me. And long story short, with that little anecdote, I ended up going back to the party after fixing my entire face. My scales had like come off my face at that point. So I fixed my face, poured myself a drink, put on some lipstick as I think Coco Chanel says, or someone in the fashion industry that's really iconic said that. Um, I pulled myself together and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this guy a real show, which is probably not what you should do. But, you know, it's something that you just kind of do sometimes. So I went back to the party and I was like, I am going to completely ignore this guy. Because, you know, I kind of had this like inkling that as the night went on and the alcohol kind of set in a little bit, he would eventually you know, find me and be like, let's go home or like something like that, you know, suggestive. And so I was like, I'm going to have the freaking best time of my freaking young sophomore life at this party and show this guy what he's missing. And I danced with my friends all night. I didn't like, you know, find another guy and like start making out with him because I feel like that, yes, that does speak volumes, but it's also like, do you really want to do that at this point? Which, you know, if you're, if you want to go for it. But at that point I was like, I need to like cling to my friends. When you're going through a situation like this, cling to your friends. Cling to the people 
you know, that aren't going to ghost you because, you know, they're your people. And so we had the best time. And, you know, every time after that when I was a mermaid, it was, like, just reminded me of that time of me being, like, just picture me in, like, a sad heap on the floor in front of my bed in my dorm room in a mermaid costume. It just makes it better that I was in a mermaid costume. But long story short with that is almost lovers can mess you up. But with every experience that you have with any person, you end up on top because you gain something from it. You end up on top because you think differently. You got to think like, you know what? Yeah, that was that was shitty. But look for the silver lining in that every person that you're with, you know, the guy that broke my heart in the mermaid costume, you know, I got something from him. I got a newfound appreciation for my friends that, you know, are here for me through thick and thin. Ah, plug to the podcast name. My friends are here through through thick and thin. Um, but yeah, so I got something out of that. And, you know, although, although that guy, which truth be told, he did hit me up later that night and I did the whole read receipts on and no response. Um, and I eventually, I think actually, yeah, yo, years later we talked about it and I opened up to him and I was like, you know what, this was really shitty of you to completely abandon me like that when you were in public it was kind of like I was like a social outcast that you would just text all the time and never speak to in person like that's really crazy and there were points where I would like go up to him and be like hi and he'd be like hey what's up and not like be like hey Katie welcome to our party or I don't know what I expected him to say but like not like what's up you know like a whatever I I don't know what I was expecting being a sophomore in college because guys do grow up a lot from sophomore year to senior year and a lot of my best friends are guys in fraternities that just did a lot of growing up from sophomore year to senior year and I can actually proudly say I'm I'm friends with this guy two years later maybe we didn't make the best romantic partners but we are friends and although he did make me cry in a mermaid costume but yeah so I guess kind of the moral of the stories I just told you is uh well the reason why I was even talking about it was because I wanted to show you guys kind of you know why I'm making this podcast what the subjects are going to be like that's kind of like a little pilot um but you know at the end of the day guys I know I know the struggle I know that we all just want to be done we want to be in that phase with a a boyfriend where it's not like the awkward courting phase where we think he's you know is he going to be the one that we are dating like not the one the one because like who knows but like you know is this going to be a thing is he going to ghost me all the questions that surround the intro to a relationship and I just I think I speak for a lot of us when I say we just want someone you know, that we're infatuated with, that our friends are drooling over and our parents will be impressed with for whatever reason. And it's a lot harder to nail all of those boxes than one might think. Actually, you probably do think it's hard and it is hard. But at the end of the day, if you're choosing those, you know, if you're choosing a guy, you got to choose yourself first and know that, you know, if things go south, you at least have a backup plan of being like, I still have myself intact after this. So, yeah. That is it for this blog post, guys. Or, whoa, this podcast, not blog post. And it is 47 minutes in. Wow, this is a lot longer than I thought. If you're still listening to this, props to you, girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, Yeah, that's it for this first episode of my podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. And I can't wait to make my next one. I already kind of have an inkling of what I'm going to do in my next podcast. And I promise they're not all going to be about guys, about relationships and dating. I actually have some in the works that are about getting a job in New York City or school and things like that. But 
you know, obviously as, sorry, I'm like, well, I almost like choked there. Obviously, you know, I'm going to talk about the things that you guys request. So definitely shoot me a tweet or a DM or anything of that nature if you guys have any requests. And that is it. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Another girl.